Right. Recording. Dude, Recording. I was laughing my ass off listening to the first Zelda episode when I was, like, <laughs> removing all the profanity. Oh, my God. <laughs> that video of you is really funny. <laughs> oh, man. We're, um, we're hilarious kings. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Virtual Theater. We're back here on Patreon, and we are here for... Episode number 10 of the Legend of Zelda cartoon. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Gooey Fame. How are you, Goo? I'm I'm chill. I'm good. Drinking some water. And oh, yeah. H2O, vibing. heck yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't I love water? I think we got, uh, we got a wild mossy Segopian in the in the foreground, too, don't we? Yeah, if if I do my um, editing work properly, you you won't hear him. <laughs> as as uh, as it should be, you know. Uh, yes, uh, the world is better when you can't hear Moss. You know, I I this isn't about Zelda at all, but I uh, I was working on Best Zelda Ever the other day, and Mossy's popped in the chat, and I that was the first time I talked to him in like months. It felt like once his baseball starts, it's just like the dude just disappears off the, the face <laughs> of the earth. He goes into the yeah the alternative uh, baseball realm. The, the baseball CU. The yeah. BCU. <laughs> and then he emerges uh, in uh, early fall, late fall, to yeah. start uh, uh, constantly streaming, apparently. How was streaming Four Swords? Pretty good. Um, we played, we did one set of the, the, like, main original base game. And then we did some bonus, like, the bonus stuff uh, nice. in another stream, but... I had a, I didn't drink any coffee that day, and I was real tired and dehydrated, and I was, I was running out of steam. So we didn't even oh, get no. through that, uh, and I felt bad. But I was like, I was kind of, I'd like to. I mean, Moss could tell. Moss can read my vibes pretty well, but I, I was like trying not to come off grumpy on stream. But I was feeling pretty grumpy. Yeah. Dude, if you don't if you don't get that coffee, it's it's over. Yeah, and it's frankly, it's just not that good of a game, <laughs> so it's it does it's not exciting. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of, you know, I haven't played it solo in like years and years and years, so I actually abstained from from ranking it. But uh, I I told Mossies I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a 3ds off someone just so I can get like I'm gonna buy a 3ds with a copy of Four Swords Anniversary installed just so I can replay it. And he's like, oh, I'll send you mine. I have three. It's like, <laughs> of course you do. Oh, that's nice. Of course you do. Um, all right, let's talk about the Zelda cartoon here. Uh, this is episode number 10, Hitch in the Works. Uh, and, you know, before we get going here, we should also give a shout-out to all of our patrons. Thank you very much for uh, for being here. And hopefully there's a few more of you. We have, um, we have a Zelda episode going out on the Champions cast, and it's basically just like, a big shameless sweaty advertisement for virtual theaters patreon so roll tide hope that there's more people that give us some money to listen to this uh yeah. but yeah <laughs> episode number 10 hitch of the works released november 10th 1989 good lord that is almost 31 years ago to the day <laughs> it's it's a good reminder of our own mortality a, a grim reminder <laughs> yeah. uh shout out to the grim Man, he shows up later in this episode. Mm, yeah, uh, to the big what? guy. I, I just want to say right off the bat here, I had just a blast watching this episode. 
I okay. thought that this episode was so good. I, I feel like the last couple ones that we've watched have they're they're kind of been stinkers a little bit. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Uh, like, well, I liked I liked some stuff in some of the other ones. I I wasn't really. I feel like we are always kind of hit or miss on on these sometimes because I I was like I enjoyed this all right, but I was just not like I don't know some of the, some of the magic is gone a little bit, but there are still moments that i like a lot yeah i think that that's a good way to put it because like it's all the quirkiness and goofiness is really funny in like the first episode and the second episode and then like in the 10th episode it's just like the same joke over and over and over again speaking of over again xm27 in the intro <laughs> um but same yeah joke. I, I can feel what you're saying same same plans usually every episode or or like i don't know we'll we'll get into that i guess yeah, and you know what? I think that's why this one stuck out to me because it was, it was a little bit different. And uh, for whatever reason, when it started, I was just like, "Man, this has got like such sick music." It sounds the music in this series just it. There's some good tunes. I agree. Yeah, it's like probably the like the serious best thing about it is that it it brings to life uh, some of that classic music, and there's some like new sounding tracks that uh fit in really well with that same kind of vibe yeah so shout out to the soundtrack here yeah um goo so i when i was watching this i was just like i think i spotted about three or four things that i was like oh damn the cartoon was the first one to do this and then the games just ripped it off after Mm. um and the first one that uh the first thing that the cartoon did is it has our main man link and he's on a stealth mission sneaking through Hyrule Castle's courtyard. <laughs> which obviously Ocarina of Time is going to wow. go on to rip off. I didn't even think about that one. Yet another innovation of this cartoon. Our boy Link, he just wants to go fishing and Zelda's making him do chores. How many episodes <laughs> have there been so far where Zelda makes Link do chores? Why is that... Uh, character trait they're establishing of, of her. It's very know, annoying. You know, the thing about Zelda telling Link that he has to go do chores is like she's not being like a bee about it. She's actually like kind of laughing and it almost seems like she's not being super serious. So if I was Link, I would have been like, well, maybe she won't be as mad at me if I just sneak out. You know what I'm saying? Did you get that vibe from Zelda? No, I, th- I thought she was like, uh, I thought she was hassling our boy Link pretty good. And I thought, this is not fair. You think that, um, you think that being the hero would kind of, like, give you a rent-free kind of a situation, no? Yeah, I, that made me wonder what, like, their, um, like, what their interpretation, I almost want, like, a, a backstory that is, like, a retelling of The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> To, like, get really, like, what Link's deal is, you know? Because, like, in the game, we just know he's, like, a hero who gathered the Triforce pieces and saved Zelda. Right. But it's, like, why does he need to, why does he need to stay there? I know he's, like, guarding the Triforce, but, like, that's it? (laughs) I think that if they just invested in, like, a cage or a chain, or maybe even just move the Triforce from, like, the top of the tower to a more secure location that would you know cut cut back considerably yeah. on a lot of the uh, attempted thefts let me ask you a question do you think link pays rent 
Um, no, because I think they just said, uh, you know, you earn your keep or whatever. I think he I just, see. you know, pays his debt in chores. And, and I mean, really, like the the owner of the castle is, is going to be our boy King Harkinian. Uh, Zelda is really just kind of a debt collector in this show. <laughs> Not a good look. You know what? I, I yeah, I bet the I bet the king doesn't even care. You know. Probably, no, he just seems like he's having a good time all the time. One th- one thing that dis- I was like kind of hoping that like I I was just like, oh, I would love to watch a whole episode about just Link doing chores and being miserable and like <laughs> keep coming up with ways to get out of it because that's what he tries to do here. But but uh, they go somewhere else with it. Like Ganon didn't need to be in this episode, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I actually thought that they were going to go with like kind of a um like a Fantasia gimmick where like the the mobs and the creations and stuff came to life and Link had to battle them. That yeah. So they cuz they change it towards the end to being about another gimmick. And that's something that happened in a previous episode too where it was about one thing and then like right at the end it's like it became it had like a different premise and i was like you know let's keep it simple here with this cartoon show you know either way i i was having a good time um link is not having a good time and he is uh just a terrible handyman a terrible housekeeper but one dude that we know works his buns off is doof the janitor Uh, what did you think of doof the janitor i i love doof you know, as much as I said, like, I didn't like this episode as much, it did introduce me to my new favorite character. <laughs> Doof is pretty chill. He built a giant robot, and this thing looks like, it's it's actually, it looks like the boss from Donkey Kong Country 3, <laughs> except it's got a sideways hat, which is so cool. Yeah, it looked pretty dope. It was the frying pan hat. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, I loved him. I loved this guy uh, when they, like, reanimate him. Cause he just he just fucking grabs uh like <laughs> mop or a broom and just starts pogoing on it and I was like let's go this guy rules it was, it was awesome it, not only did he do that he's pogoing straight to the wine cellar <laughs> it's like roll tide this robot knows what's up yeah yeah they're like we gotta stop him and I was like I don't know this guy he I think he knows how to party you know yeah uh, he, he's he was pretty cool I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't. Uh, he didn't team up with our heroes at the end of the day, but that's okay. Um, also, actually, Doof is a magician as well. He's he's using some magic on uh, on on this robot. Who actually? Do we ever get a name for that robot? Uh, I don't think so. That's too that's, bad. That's too bad. A robot could uh, have been a cool character. <laughs> he's he is a cool character. He's got a sideways hat. That you know you're cool if you got a sideways hat. Yeah. Couldn't um, couldn't that. Yeah, that could have been a th- good episode premise in itself is that Link is trying to get out of chores too hard and then Doof is like messing around with magic when he should just be doing his job and they have to both redeem themselves in the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that the robot was going to go crazy and make a huge mess and they were going to have to pull kind of like a caper in order to hide it from uh, <laughs> Landlord Zelda, yeah. who's, who's coming to collect the rent. The rent is due, but we didn't go that way. No. But that's okay. I, I think where we went was okay. Uh, we have some Moblins attacking. They're invading the castle. And yet again, Gooey, tell me if you notice this, 
One of the Moblins is carrying a bug net, a first for the Legend of Zelda series. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. It's uncanny how much is just uh, series lore now that was introduced in this cartoon. You know what, Link, he swings from the chandelier, which, you you know, that's kind of like Twilight Princess uh, in a yeah. snow peak. <laughs> <laughs> he does a Tarzan yell, too. He goes, oh! <laughs> he goes, like, super high when he's on that uh, on that swing, too. Yeah, he gets some air. He's fighting the Moblins. Doof runs away, but then he comes back. He sends his robot over to help him. And this big bastard falls right on top of Link and uh, breaks everything. Of course, the <laughs> Moblins have been sent back to the evil jar and Link is unconscious. But it looks like he's napping and old slumlord Zelda comes by <laughs> and is demanding <laughs> that he get up and get back to work. <laughs> My least favorite part about this was because uh, I was thinking, like, is Zelda like, what is she doing? Is she just like supervising Link? But then... And maybe it's she's just eavesdropping, but then, like, a second later, they do show her, like, polishing, like, a shield on a door. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> I kind of would have loved the, like, storyline of, like, Zelda just, like, you know bossing what? Link around and doing nothing. So I, I literally watched this less than an hour ago, and I didn't even put that together. I thought she was just there, like, spying on Link in case he was, like, trying to come up with something to get out of cleaning. Could be, because, I mean, that's, you know, she is, like, clearly listening to him. Yeah, I just don't see her being the cleaning type, you know? That's what she's got Sprite for. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember in the spring, <laughs> they did the spring cleaning episode. I, I I don't really remember what the deal with that was. I don't think she was cleaning very much. I think she was supervising. No, and you know what? That had the same sort of thing where Sprite used magic and, like, made a big mess. <laughs> Like, there's not even that many episodes of the show, and, like, they they had a magical cleaning mishaps twice. Uh, imagine if Sprite had a sideways hat that was actually, like, a frying pan. Now that would be cool. You could have just combined, you could have rolled this in one and just combined the best of both. Um, XM number 28, we get here when Zelda's bitching Link out. Mm. And, you know what, I, I gotta give, you know, we were just putting over Doof the janitor for being a pretty cool guy. But he also didn't have Link's back when Link is telling Slumlord Zelda what actually went down. So, you know what? A couple thumbs down for that. Not not he, cool. He ran Doof. away. He was scared. You know what? I, I get that. You know, and, and I'd be frightened, too, if I saw a bunch of Moblins. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the bro code or, or not even the bro the code bro in this code. instance. But like it's like the you know, it's like it's like coworkers when their boss comes around is like, what are you doing? Oh, and you, you know, you don't, you don't rat that. out the other dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a rat. He's like a silent rat. He's like the he's like the rat that should have spoken, but then didn't speak. Yeah. He just ran away to eat a piece of cheese. I think this fully was setting in for me this episode, too, even though it's it's been going on for a while. But like. The threat of, like, four Moblins has kind of, like, lost its thunder, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, wow, yeah. how will Link defeat four Moblins like he always does? <laughs> I do think that this episode makes up for that, though, in uh, in a latter scene here, so let's keep oh, it going. okay. Big Daddy Ganon, he's... This is a plot he's got, twist. He's got the Jewel of Control, and he is going to make... Zelda marry him. I almost said Link, but he's going to make Zelda marry him by giving her this jewel of control, Roll Tide. Good plan. Yeah, though, I don't know. I felt like, again, I don't think 
I don't know how much we need to nitpick the show, but I feel like thematically, maybe his it's kind of a turn tied more into the chores thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what I thought, maybe just retrospective, you know, twenty twenty booking here. What we could have done is maybe they uncover this mind control thing and a moblin takes it back. They being Link and Doof, and when they're you know cleaning up or whatever, they uncover this this mind control jewel. One of the moblins makes way with it, brings it back to Big Dad again, and. And then he uses it to control Zelda. I don't know. Yeah, it just there should have been maybe its own like I'm gonna marry Zelda episode or something, where you could explore uh, that more. But again, like they they're not exploring anything in this show. Maybe at this point they know that like they're only getting 13 episodes. And they're just trying to to cram all their <laughs> stuff into the last couple of shows. Get here. all the concepts in. I mean, they could have saved it for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so I actually, I kind of love this. So Link, he has a plan, and his plan is to get Doof, the janitor, <laughs> to make him some fake moblins so that uh, he can get out of doing chores. So it's actually pretty awesome how far he's willing to go to get out of doing chores. But Zelda <laughs> is spying and is aware of this plan and is like, uh-uh, you ain't fooling me. So when real moblins come in and attempt to, well, not attempt, they do kidnap Zelda... Uh, she just thinks they're the fake ones and lets them take her. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty, you know, you kind of expect that's coming, the whole, like, almost, like, boy who cried wolf thing, but that was, you know, pretty funny when they, like, burst down the door, and he's trapped under the door, and he's like, hey, guys, you're taking this a little too far. <laughs> I think the best one is when Doof finally comes around the corner, he's got this shitty blue moblin puppet, and it's, like, so awful, and then Link's like, oh, no, oh. and chases after That was great. I, I liked his I liked his little puppet. I, I, I was proud of Doof. Actually, so I, I really noted this at the end, but I'll bring it up now. Does the, does the fake moblin puppet, particularly at the end, not kind of remind you of our boy Moosh from Oracle of Ages and Seasons? He's a cute little blue guy, yeah. I got some of those Moosh vibes. He kind of, like, plops around like Moosh. I don't want to go to so far as to suggest that Moof is based off this Moblin puppet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Wow, wow. Now you're pushing it. Uh, okay, so we get the... Maybe the most famous moment from this entire Zelda cartoon. The, the famous shield and bomb spot where Link goes, like, flying up after uh, shield surfing on top of a bomb... I, you know, you've seen the gif like a million times, but I still chuckled when I saw this. I thought this was funny. Link loves to shield surf in this show. Maybe an inspiration for Breath of the Wild. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that at all. And honestly, if I had a shield, I'd probably surf on it too. He looks, he's always having a blast. Hey, oh, a blast bomb. No. <laughs> blast bomb. Boom. Uh, XM number 29. Uh, he's getting bitched out for being late again by Landlord Zelda. And, you know, I'm watching him fight these Moblins, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, if only there was, like, a machine gun version of his sword that could spit out, like, rapid-fire laser beams. Because it seems like it takes him forever to shoot a laser when it matters in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a, yeah, maybe it's got a little recharge, you know, or maybe his hearts aren't fully charged, you know? Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a decent <laughs> possibility, actually. Um, he doesn't really take damage in, in the show. He is quite the acrobat in this show as well, actually. Yeah, totally. Uh, he's doing some incredible flips in, in this fight that I noticed in particular. Um, I also noticed this in particular. So he gets down to the underworld 
And all the Stolfos are wearing like these sick jackets. Did you notice that? Uh, I feel like they're always wearing those, actually. Are, are they always wearing them? I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't like notice it before or something, but they got like the fire on their jackets and they, they look pretty cool. They got no pants, but they got jackets. It's got like a it's like a case underneath it, too. Like a little, yeah, a little that, bat that's pretty logo. wicked. Yeah, maybe yeah. that that would be a good uh future marathon design shirt. Oh man, we could get like the classic virtual theater kind of fun. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so Big Daddy Ganon got that mind control gem on Zelda, and they are going to get married. We got the music playing, and the fucking Grim Reaper is the officiant that's getting that's uh, about to betroth them. Yeah. And this this dude looked so weird and so out of place that it just made me chuckle. You know what? This made me think of uh the end of Beetlejuice. Remember when that <laughs> when he's going to get married to Winona Ryder and that weird little guy comes to marry them? Yeah, I I could see that. I mean, it's not the Grim Reaper, but I was just like that's this is so like, I don't know, he's like, who's this weird guy? He's just there. I, I wish that we found out what his deal was, because he just, he appears, and then he disappears, and he, I don't think he goes in the evil jar. Um, He just, like, kind of shows up and then vanishes. He's, yeah, maybe he's not evil, he's like a third-party situation, you know? He's not, like, aligned with Ganon, he just does weddings. I feel like anybody that is in the business of weddings is like, you know, they're they're mostly a good guy. They're they're out to look for happiness and love and joy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say they're a dark master. <laughs> uh well you know what? I I've met some dark masters along the path uh, to my wedding, so I, I could I could see that. Um yeah, all these fucking people at the, anyways. Um <laughs> But yeah, Link, our boy Link, he comes and breaks up the wedding, but uh, in a in a one of the most hyped up Evil Jar moments, I feel like it it lingers forever on the Evil Jar. It's boiling, it's cooking. Actually, it's not doing anything. It's just like literally standing still. But like, eventually, Gleok comes out of the Evil Jar, and our boy Link is in the fight of his life. And I thought that this was a sick fight. Yeah, this was cool. It was a pretty faithful Gleok fight. I would say, yeah, like, I mean, when you kill all the heads in the original game, he dies. But it was just cool to see, like, he took him out, but then the head starts flying like it does in the game. That was pretty awesome. I don't know what it was, if it was like the the music or like whatever it was. This was this seemed like really intense for some reason. Like, I, I felt like this was like a big deal fight when I was watching it um, more <laughs> so because. Like, usually Link's just doing a bunch of flippy dippies and, like, shooting his beams and stuff like that. And, like, this one, I was like, oh, damn, like, he's in trouble. He's got Gleok after him. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great fight. He was running from Gleok. Uh, wouldn't you be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? That, <laughs> that that reminds me real quick. I wanted to say about the Moblin thing, because when they captured Zelda, I just remembered there was, like, four Moblins. And then he was fighting them. And then all of a sudden there were just two more. Like they and they I don't think they ever showed them like showing up. There was just he like took out two and then two were like running away with Zelda still. But then there were two more that he was fighting. So like that's the only way that they can be a threat is if there just magically is more of them for no reason. Maybe uh, maybe we got like the somewhere in the world, the deleted scene that shows the Moblin coming and uh, 
calling for backup or something. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe he had a blood moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another innovation. You know what? Yeah, I, I the start of the show is running my mouth and saying that there was like three or four things, but I guess there was really only two. There was the bug net in the courtyard. Shame, the shame on blood me. Moon. The blood it's moon and the shield surfing. Wait, Breath of the Wild two. There's going to be a sick uh, jacket that some Stalfos is going to be wearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a great fit. Hopefully, maybe there'll be a Grim Reaper wedding. Oh my god, that'd be so amazing. That was just Can you imagine uh Bolson's wedding or Bolson 2's wedding just the Grim Reaper pops up. Do you think um do you think this Grim Reaper like is his main gig uh weddings or is he a Grim Reaper in the Zelda universe as well? Does he like um... moonlight as the Grim Grim Reaper and he really just does weddings? I don't know. I mean, like, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe he does both jobs and he had just got off the clock from a Grim Reaper shift, but he he was booked for Ganon and uh, needed to be there, like, ASAP. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a tough, yeah, it's hard to make a living in Hyrule, That's... unless you get free board for chores at the castle. Really, what Link should have done is negotiate and say, because, you know, I'm thinking that this is classic high rule. They're probably growing their own fruit, vegetables, stuff like that. What he should have said is, I will go and fish and bring back fish for us to eat. Mm. And he could have done something he liked, contributed. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying, Link, he could have negotiated with Zelda. Well, I'm, I'm saying that maybe what he maybe even go above Slumlord Zelda uh, and just go right to the king and say, like, listen, pal, I'll, I'll pay my... <laughs> I'll pay my way by providing fish and providing security, but I ain't cleaning. Maybe that's what that's what he could have done. Maybe him, uh, Doof, uh, <laughs> Sprite, and the robot should have formed a union and made their demands heard to the king. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I I feel like the king also is just like ah oh, fuck whatever. Go fish. Maybe if go do whatever you want. Maybe if they had some solidarity instead of ratting each other out <laughs> to Zelda, you know. Well, you know, you know that you know that Sprite isn't on Team Zelda. She she's gonna keep her mouth shut. Um, yeah. Doof, we're we're a little bit unsure about Doof. I think in his in his heart of hearts, Doof <laughs> Doof is a good guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so this the show's almost over here. Uh, Gleok's heads actually end up hitting Ganon and sends him to his own <laughs> evil jar. Yeah, again, they so, kind of defeat Ganon sort of by accident. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was this, part of this his was plan. This was cool and like, uh, you remember in Spider-Man when he jumps out of the way when the Green Goblin's <laughs> glider is coming at him? Yeah. This, is, this kind of had those vibes to me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Oh, he tackles Zelda and, to like get him out of the way. So I, I'll give Link some props here. That was... When when the when the Gleak heads hit him, he like explodes into like yellow light, and it looks kind of sick. Yeah, it looks pretty like final. Actually, I was I didn't know if you know <laughs> this the maybe in the last finale, couple episodes. Series finale, yeah. yeah. Well, we killed. We Gan. got we got like someone else coming in, um, and we get our thirtieth, if you can believe it, our thirtieth. Wow. Excuse me, Princess. which if that sounds like it's kind of run the course over. Ten episodes, you're you're probably right. It has. Yeah, I, I kind of tune them out at this point, actually. I think if I wasn't keeping count, I would probably do the same. But I feel <laughs> like I'm this far in now. Like I, I, I gotta keep count. That is, that's your cross to bear. 
Yeah, XM well, counter. Barrett, I will. <laughs> XM counter. Uh, XM, 30 XMs. Can you believe it? And at least, at least three more to go. We've, so, at yeah, least. There. I hope we hit, let's hit 50, guys. You know what? I'm looking back here, and we're at the, we're at the end. We get, you know, we get Doof and his little robot. That kind of worked, but it falls apart. But, uh, I'm on a, on a still here, still image, and, uh, the, the poor Grim Reaper, he's in the evil jar with everybody. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Makes me sad. Oh, I guess, well, maybe Gleok, uh, hit him up yeah, at I, the same time I, as Ganon. I think he got caught in the crossfire of that explosion. You don't really see, you know, the footage isn't too clear, but, uh, he must have gotten caught up there. Ah, it's too bad. Ish. Too bad for uh, for the Grim Reaper. We hope he gets back to his day job. Just you know, taking people to the to the other side. Thoughts and prayers uh, with the Grim Reaper. Thoughts and prayers. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> um, all right, that's gonna do it for episode ten. Hitch in the works. Uh, we've only got three episodes left. I can't believe that this Odyssey is almost over, but it is. Um, thank you, everyone, for supporting us over on Patreon and uh, checking out this bonus show. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know where to follow us. You know where we are. Um, and we hope that you guys are enjoying it. We only got three left, if you can believe it. So until next time, with episode 11, Fairies in the Spring. Yeah, I don't know. I hear Mossies. Hey, Mossies. Um, yeah, hold on. So he's He's getting excited. Oh, that's okay. This is a bonus for all of our <laughs> our Patreon listeners right here. Um, a behind-the-scenes look at, at Excited Mossies. I can't imagine what <laughs> is happening in Wind Waker right now that's that thrilling. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel maybe he's sailing. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Yes! But, oh my god, hold on. I'm gonna edit this out. He moved his streaming setup to be, like, closer to this room, and so it, I thought it wasn't going to be as big of a deal. Ah, uh, jabroni. Okay. What is he, what's he doing? What's that motherfucker doing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like back on this oh, <laughs> when I'm editing, trying to edit all of this out. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Um... So anyway, what I was going to say was, uh, <laughs>